0: Hey, everybody, welcome to this episode of Compassion and Courage Conversations in Healthcare. This is the podcast where we teach compassionate communication, provide perspective, and inspire resilience. I'm Marcus Engel, I'm your host, and as often is in the studio with me today, the hotness, aka my wife. Hi.
1: Hello, and happy. Nurses Month. Week.
0: Nurses Week Month. Yeah, it's it's the busy time of year for Hospitals Week, Patient Experience Week, Nurses Week. And I know that uh, many facilities are rolling that together so that we're celebrating really everybody who works inside of a hospital. And today, uh, I thought we would answer one of the questions that I often get from audience members, from readers, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and that question is, why do you do this? Why do you do this? Why do you why do you speak to audiences? Why do you write for nurses? Why do you why do you spend your time putting out content for those in the healthcare profession? And the simple and the short answer is, well, they saved my life, right? They saved my life. Indeed. Um, but it's more than just a A debt that I feel like I'm I'm paying back. I I get that question, you know, why do you love nurses so much? Well, not only did healthcare professionals within the hospital and outside of the hospital save my life, but I also come from a nursing and education and agriculture family. I have I have four aunts or if you, if you uh, are from a different part of the country, I have four aunts <laughs> and three of my four aunts are nurses. So growing up around the, the family dinner table at my grandma's house, I would hear my three aunts talking about all their nursing experiences, all their stories of being on the job. Um, one was a dialysis nurse, one was an operating room nurse, and the other was a behavioral health nurse. And those three nurses sharing their stories and their adventures and the camaraderie that they had because of the profession, that sunk into my, into my body, in my being, and, and just became part of me at a very young age that I, that I linked up nursing with, with family and with care and with concern for other people. And then came my trauma. Right then came the trauma that made it so that I didn't just interact with nurses around a dinner table, but I interacted with nurses and other healthcare professionals who were at my bedside the whole time. It's a um, it's it's an interesting dynamic to to think about people who have truly saved your life people who have truly, literally saved your life. I know we throw that, that, that around a little bit. Oh yeah, this saved my life. Well, in some cases that's literal and in some cases that's figurative, but literally my life was saved by those who were at the bedside, uh, those who were in the emergency department, those who were in EMS. Those are the people that literally saved my life So I do feel like I have a debt to the profession that hopefully going out, being on the road, uh, hopefully that repays some of that debt. But I got to tell you, going out on the road and hanging around nurses at conferences and conventions, it's just fun. (laughs) It's just fun. Can I be selfish like
1: that? I think you can.
0: (laughs) Because to me, it's just fun. It's like I get to hang out and work with people who are the most trusted uh, professionals in america right that for what now 18 20 years running nurses are voted the most trusted profession in america uh i think whenever we think of someone who is compassionate and empathetic one of the first things that comes to mind is either a, a maternal figure a mother or a nurse in in his or her profession and so how could I not? I mean, it's just fun to go out and get to work with people who have the heart for caring for other human beings. And I know that um, it's not just me. You have this experience whenever we're on the road, whenever you get to interact with nurses too. They're excited to um, to to know that you're pouring into them as well, not just me.
1: I, I get the benefit as well because I get to stand there with you and and engage and hear their stories and share in those moments and um, it is an absolute joy to be in that environment and witness and bear witness to their stories. It is. Yeah. It is a pure joy.
0: To me, that's, that's part of my work. Part of my work is, you know, my real work is not standing on stage giving a speech or writing an article or producing a podcast. My real work is listening. My training is in listening. And when I get to, as you said, bear witness to the stories of these nurses, um, I also get the opportunity to thank them for the work that they do. I get to hopefully absorb some of that story and in the telling of the story, hopefully that's a healing process for those nurses. Here we are now, right in the time of year when it's Nurses Week, Hospitals Week, Healthcare Experience. Uh, it, it's all these different times of year that come together. And, and I think that in addition to to listening and being inspired by these stories, why are, why don't we also make sure that we are working hard to celebrate our wins? I know that we are at the end. Well, hopefully, crossing our fingers, we're at the at the tail end of the pandemic, and no one has been hit harder than than healthcare and hospitals, other than those who have lost their lives to COVID, or if you have a family member. Uh, or close friend who's lost their lives to COVID, Uh, no one has been hit harder in these last couple of years than hospital professionals. So how do we come out of this time of great loss, great upset, uh, great consternation? Did I use that word right?
1: You did. Okay, thank you. This is why you're (laughs) my editor.
0: Uh, Great consternation. And, And how do we then also say, well, we've gone through a lot of hell in these last couple of years. We have gone through a lot. How do we celebrate right now? How do we celebrate? And I think I think hospitals and health systems are are struggling with this idea. How do we how do we celebrate those who are on the floors right now? How do we do this? Whenever whenever there's been so much upset and so much hand-wringing over the profession. How do we do this? And and I guess I guess to me, it all goes back to the idea that I learned whenever I was, oh gosh, what, maybe in early high school, it was the 20th anniversary of Earth Day. Yay, Earth Day, right? It was the 20th anniversary of Earth Day whenever I was, I believe, a freshman in high school. And I, I got really educated into the environmental movement and the... the um, one of the one of the key tenets of the environmental justice movement is think globally and act locally
1: yes. think
0: globally and act, act locally and so that's how i feel like maybe we can think about nurses week right now too instead of a hospital that is planning a giant celebration with balloons and streamers and food and uh, awards and festivities. Maybe it's up to all of us as individuals to celebrate health professionals on our own. Maybe it's it's that um, it's that simple handshake. It's that simple. Thank you for doing the work that you do every single day. That's the acting locally.
1: Hmm, I like because we all know a nurse,
0: or somebody in healthcare. Absolutely, As
1: someone in healthcare, right? And I think we kind of use that word colloquially. Hmm. You know, we we use nurse to represent techs and you know, we. But we all know someone in healthcare because there's so many. We need so many to keep our our world functioning. But we all know someone who who functions in the hospital. We all know a nurse, um, so we can reach out to someone and say thank you and do something kind for a nurse Sure, now?
0: Sure. I think, I think you and I kind of have a practice of, of, of acting locally whenever we see uh, if we're at a restaurant and EMS professionals are in there or if there's a table of nurses, oftentimes we'll ask our server to pick up the tab for those folks, um, hopefully anonymously too. And it, it's just a way of being able to do something that is... Tangible, right here in this moment, right now. That I think is really where we see our, our greatest amount of movement. When each of us, as individuals, are are acting in a way to to show compassion, to show gratitude, uh, to show appreciation, that all comes back, right? It, it creates a metaphysical sense of of gratitude, and we get rid of that scarcity thinking. So. So again, I, I just want to encourage you, and if you are a, a nurse or a healthcare professional, thank you, thank you, thank you. I hope that gratitude comes through from us. And if you want to uh, if you honor and appreciate uh, your coworkers, please do something small, but individualize, personalize, even if it's just, here, let me run down to the cafeteria and I'll bring up an extra coffee uh, for one coworker. That's still thinking on a large scale, but acting in a way that we can actually do, right? Acting in a way, doing something that we can actually
1: do. Right. And taking a moment to say thank you um, yeah. to that person, even if you're not in healthcare, um reaching out and expressing your gratitude yeah. for the person in your life who is in healthcare.
0: So you, everybody has heard me talk about my my favorite nurses when I was in the hospital. Everyone has heard about Jenny holding my hand in the emergency room and about Barb uh, on the floor saying that I get to take care of you. And And you hear those stories, but what you don't hear is the stories around my family dinner table of how nursing became so intertwined and ingrained with me at a very young age that this is a beautiful and honorable profession. And the people that I love do this work and that's continued to be the case over the years. I've met so many nurses that, that I've just absolutely become admirers of, friends of, uh, relatives of for that matter. Uh, we, we just we just are so 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 grateful for the work that all of you who are in healthcare do on a daily ongoing basis to take care of people like me. So thank you thank you thank you to everyone who is working hard on the floors. We know that uh, pizza parties and and whatever else you know coffee and stuff like that from administration. Um, It's a a simple gesture, uh, but what can we do as individuals to show our appreciation to our colleagues and coworkers? Uh, And thank you again for everything that you do every day to help take care of patients who are suffering, who are in pain, who are hurting, uh, maybe whose lives have been changed that very day. So thank you so much. Anything else before we wrap up?
1: No, I do want to, uh, maybe, I guess I do, I want to remind you that sometimes patients may not tell you that moment, what a difference you make, but so many times patients later tell us what a difference you have Mm. made in their life. So don't lose hope. You're doing a great job.
0: Yeah. Thank you all. Thank you all for sticking in there, especially at this time when there is so much turnover in healthcare. Thank you all for sticking it out and continuing to be there for patients just like me. And again, I'm Marcus Single. I am your host of Compassion and Courage Conversations in Healthcare, The Hotness, aka my wife Marveline, uh, is here in the studio with me. And this is the podcast where we teach compassionate communication, provide perspective and inspire resilience i also want to thank everyone who is engaging uh, via comments via subscription and notification and sharing all those kind of things we love you we love you we love you for helping us get the word out about compassion and courage thanks so much and we will see you next time